welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's been on my mind lately, and perhaps it's been on yours. We're going to talk about how the coronavirus, COVID-19, how that is impacting us uh, in our own lives and in our relationships. So whether you are solo or dating or in a relationship uh, or just looking for a better way to take care of yourself, we're going to talk about the impact of what is happening in our world today on us and how to stay centered and grounded and connected through all of that. So that is what is in store for today. I had something else planned, but sometimes you got to just go with what is right there in front of you. And if this isn't in front of you already, it probably will be soon. Um, and hopefully in not, hopefully not in a dire way. Um, but let's be real. This is a serious issue that we're facing here in our world today. And I want to be here to help support you through that. Um, now, you might be able to hear that my voice is a little congested. Um, I've been fighting a cold. I'm pretty sure that it is not the novel coronavirus. So um, fingers crossed, but I don't have all the symptoms. So um, my healthcare provider tells me that I should just drink lots of fluids, get some rest, and stay the course. So will of course keep you posted on that um, and uh, I'm just gonna start by sending some love and care to you uh, today um, hoping that this um, virus doesn't impact you and um, that it also doesn't impact people that you love and uh, of course all in all I don't want it to impact anyone and it is going to on some level. So we're confronted with a situation that's not unlike other things that come up in life where there's a reality in front of us and we get to decide how we are going to respond to it and how we're going to let it impact us. And uh, also it gives us a, a chance to discover yet again what is in our control and what is not and to make the best of what is in our control. So today I'll be discussing specific strategies with you uh, to help you get through uh, love in this time of coronavirus. Okay, first things first, uh, if you find yourself in close quarters with people that you love and care about uh, because you're going through uh, some proactive social distancing or in some sort of quarantine situation, then it is extremely helpful to know how to communicate well and how to stay, uh, how to stay connected, even if you're communicating about things that are challenging. And I've put together my top three ways to do that in a free guide for you called uh, my secrets, uh, my relationship communication secrets. And you can download that by just visiting neilsatin.com slash 
RELATE or by texting the word RELATE to the number 33444 and following the instructions. And uh, the guide is free. So I definitely suggest that you grab it, that you put those things into practice. And uh, we will be having the final version of my Secrets of Relationship Communication course. That's going to be coming out again very soon. So um, keep an eye out for that. And you will get notified if you download the free guide, just so you know. Also, it takes a village in so many ways, and, and it takes a village to keep Relationship Alive going, and I've really appreciated your generous support of Relationship Alive, the podcast, our mission. Uh, this is an offering for you to help you have the most successful, amazing relationships possible. And if you're finding the show to be having a positive impact in your life, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. You can choose anything that feels right for you and every little bit counts. So this week I would like to thank Sarah, Dave, Kendra, Michael, Michelle, Joseph, Ruthanna, Holly, Marie, Timothy and Karina. Thank you all so much for your generous and in most of those cases, ongoing support of Relationship Alive. And if you would like to make a contribution, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And speaking of support, uh, if you are looking for another way to expand the web of support that you have in your life, you can come join the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. It's free, and we are endeavoring to create a safe space for you to talk about your relationships, uh, personal development, and anything that impacts the ways that we connect with each other. Uh, the, the successes that we experience and the challenges as well. So that's the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Okay. So let's dive in. And, you know, I'm being a little tongue in cheek with calling this episode Love in the Time of uh Corona. It's obviously a reference to the uh, novel Love in the Time of Cholera by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And um, I read that book way back in college. To tell you the truth, I don't remember a lot about it, but I do remember that it covers the complexities of love and relationship and long-term relationship. And uh, there is a comparison between love and a sickness. <laughs> so there's this sense that we have that life is complicated and it's going to be complicated no matter what. And the things that we sometimes think are true or easy or that we take for granted aren't always, they don't always appear, uh, they, they don't always, what am I trying to say here? Things are not always as they seem. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, I think that was a central theme in the book, that there are things that you assume to be true that actually end up not being true. And um, of course, it's a romantic novel that covers decades and decades of, 
of the lives of the, the two main protagonists. And uh, the reason that I wanted to refer to it here is because we are in this position where we can't escape what is happening around us. Whether you think it's all something that's being blown out of proportion, or whether you think that it is something that may seriously impact you and the people that you love, or whether you're just watching everything unfold and waiting to see what is actually gonna happen. There's almost no way at this point that you can avoid the impacts of COVID-19, the new coronavirus, on your life. Big events are being canceled or postponed at least. Um, this has been a consideration for me because I'm working on doing my live show and bringing it to a major metropolitan area near you. And uh, it's a little challenging to think about planning something like that when there's so much uncertainty at the moment about whether these large events are actually going to be happening. So life is interesting right now. And... Um, you know, I have two young kids in school. I have a mother with a compromised immune system. I have a 97-year-old grandmother. So as I look at the landscape of life, there's a lot, of, lot to ponder. And uh, so let's just cover some of the, the basics. Um, this, is, this portion of the show is going to be my public service announcement. Uh, essentially, what we want to do is something that has been called flattening the curve. So maybe you've heard of that and you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, let me just tell you that what we are trying to do is slow the spread of this virus by um, employing some measures that I'll be talking about in a moment. And the idea of slowing it is to... One, prevent our healthcare systems from being overwhelmed, like is already happening in, in some parts of the world. So as much as possible, if we slow the spread of corona, uh, then we are doing our part to help overall the healthcare system keep up with whatever demand this uh, illness puts upon it. And of course, also, as long as we're able to delay the, um, the spread, then our chances improve of uh, a vaccine or a really effective treatment uh, being discovered to help more people get through it. So there are real practical reasons for doing this. And uh, it's, it's important for all of us because even if you yourself feel like your immune system is fairly robust and you're, you're not worried about it, um, odds are that there are people, if not in your life, in the lives of people who are close to you who are at risk or could be impacted. And so this really is one of those situations where it falls upon each of us to do our part for the greater good. So, um, you know, to not be cavalier about taking precautions and instead to do your part to flatten the curve, to slow things down and to keep Corona, the coronavirus from reaching, um, if not yourself or people you love, other people 
who are loved by people you know. Um, so let's let's all pull together for this. That is my wish for you um, as you're listening. And the, the things that we can do right now that we know of are relatively simple. We can avoid really crowded spaces. Uh, this is known as social distancing. Um, so to spend more time either in small groups or alone, um, if you have any signs of illness to um, keep yourself away from other people, until you know that you're in the clear. Um, and of course, if things feel serious at all or like you are at risk, then definitely contact your doctor and find a way to get tested so that you can know what is going on and so you can take an appropriate course of action. Um, it's helpful to have a, a little stockpile of food and things so that you don't have to leave your house if you can avoid it. And you don't want to go overboard because we want to make sure that there's enough to go around. And it's likely that no matter what happens, grocery stores will be open and all of that. So um, the goal here is just to have enough to, um, to make sure that you're going to be okay in your home and that you will have to leave as little as possible. And the purpose of doing that, again, is to slow the spread because, sadly, um, we can actually be carriers of COVID-19 without knowing it, without having any symptoms. So if you're able to stay away from other people for a couple weeks and that prevents you from catching something or from inadvertently spreading something, then that is going to go a long way to helping our world beat this thing. Uh, and then you've also probably heard some of the basics, uh, washing your hands frequently and not touching your face because the uh, COVID-19 virus, it needs to get to your lungs. And the way it does that is through your eyes, your nose, or your mouth. So um, if you keep your hands away from your face and you wash your hands frequently, then you should be just fine. Um, or you will at least be doing the best that you can to prevent the spread of this illness. And at the moment, we do not believe that wearing a mask is a very effective way of preventing yourself from getting the virus. And uh, people stockpiling masks is actually creating a problem in the healthcare industry because our doctors and nurses and first responders don't have the masks that they need. So, you know, maybe you want to have a couple on hand just in case. Um, but other than that, um, it's probably better to ensure that masks can get to where they're needed most with the people on the front lines of fighting this thing. Um, they do recommend that people who have uh, the flu or have coronavirus, that they wear a mask. And that is mainly to prevent or cut down on the chances of spreading the illness to other people. So masks aren't a terribly effective way to keep yourself from getting it, as far as we know, but they are a good way of not spreading it to other people. 
Of course, if you are being diagnosed with this, then you are probably going to be getting much more thorough advice than you're getting from me. And I'm not a doctor. So let me just be upfront that, you know, anything that I say here, I would love for you to take it with a grain of salt. You know, do your own research online if you need to. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading on this topic, um, so I feel pretty confident in the recommendations that I'm making, but I'm not a doctor. So if you have any concerns at all, I recommend that you check with a doctor or check with the latest recommendations um, from your local health service. And hopefully all of our health services all over the world are being really proactive in getting that information out. Okay, so that's the public service announcement part, but now let's get into the nitty gritty of why we're here, which is threefold, really. One is how to help yourself um, with what is going on in the world and how to deal with potentially the anxiety or worry or fear that you're experiencing if you are experiencing it. Or if you are in blissful ignorance, maybe we should talk about that for just a moment or two more. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is I want to talk about when you are in a close relationship with someone. So if you are home, more or less working from home or in self-quarantine or social distancing with your partner and your kids, because potentially they are home from school, then odds are you are going to be around each other a lot more than you are used to. And so we'll talk about some special considerations for that. And finally, I want to talk about uh, those of you or those of us who are dating and um, who are not necessarily in a, a, a stable, single love relationship and the implications of what is going on on uh, finding love and developing love. So um, those are the, the three main bases that I want to cover today. As usual, we'll start with the self and self-care because that is so important for keeping your feet on the ground, keeping your wits about you and keeping your heart centered as you move through this time. So... I'm not going to make any assumptions about what this has been like for you. I'll just say that for me, it's been noticeable. I mean, I told you a little bit about um, a few moments ago that my mother has a compromised immune system. My grandmother is 97. Um, they are in uh, groups that are statistically at very high risk for um, not only getting the coronavirus, but also it potentially killing them. And um, that's scary for me. And I've spent a lot of time, you know, the way that I tend to deal with uncertainty is through research. So reading and reading and reading. And, um, you know, that's partly how this podcast came to be, because I had my own struggles in relationships that I had witnessed in my own relationships. And uh, so I dove in to the details because that's what I do. And uh, my hope is that that is a benefit for you. But that doesn't mean that you have to do it. You may have your, your own way of coping. Um, and I think the first thing is just to acknowledge that it's very possible that whatever you're 
experience is that you're exp- you are below it all experiencing some stress. So whether that stress is anxiety and worry and fear or anger at people for blowing this way out of proportion or whatever it is, no matter how stressed you are, that stress is something worth confronting and doing something about because stress uh, suppresses our immune system for one thing. So the more that you can confront your stress and bring yourself into balance, the better off you will be when it comes to um, just having a system that can fight whatever is going on uh, in the world around you, whether that just be a cold or coronavirus. And uh, it also is going to help you show up better for other people in your life. Uh, There's nothing like trying to interact with the world or trying to move through a stressful situation or conflict with another person when you yourself are stressed and dysregulated. So there's never been a better time for you to establish a routine of checking in with yourself. How are you doing? And you could start with something and with kind of like broad strokes, like maybe every time you brush your teeth, which is perhaps two or three times a day, you use that as an opportunity, a reminder that it's that you should check in with yourself and ask, like, how am I doing? What am I feeling right now? Where do I notice that in my body? Does it make sense? Does it make sense with everything that's going on in my life? So start doing this as a way of regularly taking your emotional pulse so that you can have a sense of what's really happening with you and what, if anything, needs to be addressed. If you notice that you are feeling something in particular, anxiety, fear, sadness, confusion, then it's worth taking an extra step and asking yourself, uh, what, you know, what is at the root of that? And is there something I can do? Like what aspect of this can I control and what aspects of this can I not control? And of the aspects that you can control, then you might ask yourself, well, what can I do to improve that thing? So if you're feeling uncertain, then maybe there are things you can do to get more certainty. If you're feeling disconnected or like you're alone, then what can you do to reach out and connect? If you're feeling nervous for another person in your life, then what can you do to reach out to them and tell them that you care about them? Right? These are all just simple ways of being proactive around noticing your emotional state and taking care of yourself to hopefully bring yourself back into balance. Noticing your breathing noticing your physical state, your physiological state, and letting that also indicate for you how you're doing. And if there's something that needs to be addressed. So you might think that you're totally fine, but if you check in with your body, you notice like, oh, my heart's pounding, or oh, I'm kind of sweaty. Well, those might be signs of stress or something going on. And if you do notice those things, then what can you do? Can you just take a moment to breathe? Can you uh, fix yourself a cup of tea? Can you call a friend, someone that you care about and who cares about you? Can you spend a little time with a pet? 
and just, you know, pet your, your dog or your cat or, um, my daughter really wants me to get her a, a little pygmy bunny. So I'm, I'm thinking about that. If you have a pygmy bunny, maybe spend a little time with your bunny, just petting the bunny. I got to think that that soft little bunny might help you calm down a little bit if you need that. And if you're feeling angry at, at whatever's happening in the world, then that this is also a great time for you to look within and ask yourself, what is it about this that's making you angry? What are the places where you feel like your power is being taken from you? And your system is responding with intelligence to that. Your system is responding and saying, no, like take that power back. I'm angry. Again, there will be aspects of this that you can impact and there will be things that you cannot impact. But no matter what, getting to know yourself better, getting to know what's going on within you better and figuring out where you can be proactive to keep yourself regulated, to move through and out of your stress, those are things that will help you help you yourself in whatever's going on in the world and it will help you show up for the world and the other people around you. So that is taking care of yourself. Also make sure you get plenty of sleep, drink lots of water, take elderberry, vitamin C, just uh, whatever you can do to like keep your immune system bolstered and ready along with um, keeping yourself calm. So I do want to change gears a little bit and talk about um, the impact of Corona on our relationships and on our dating life. Um, but before I do, I want to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. And we're talking about potentially being pretty cooped up with others um, if we are quarantining. And uh, there's never a better time to ensure that you are smelling fresh than now. And that's where this episode's sponsor, Native Deodorant, comes in. With fewer ingredients that are easy to pronounce and found in nature and completely free of aluminum. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA, so there's no risk to try them out. And Native Deodorant comes in a wide variety of subtle, enticing scents for men and women, along with an unscented and baking soda-free varieties if you have sensitivities. They've had more than 9,000 positive reviews. And you've probably heard me talk about them here on the show. Um... And if you have, then cool, you'll understand the story. If you haven't, then you should know that I put native deodorant to the test by using it after a day of not having had a shower. And I found that it not only helped control any unpleasantness coming from under my arms, but uh, it was also working at the end of the day. So it's super effective and long-lasting without any harsh ingredients. And in this case, without a shower. 
So like I mentioned, um, they have a special offer for you because as a uh, Relationship Alive listener, you get 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE. And thank you, Native Deodorant, for your support of Relationship Alive. Okay, so let's get back to the next step in our conversation, which is about how coronavirus is potentially going to impact us in our relationships. And there are a few obvious ways. One I mentioned already, which is the potential to be cooped up with people for a long period of time. And just to be aware that that in and of itself can cause stress and tension. Um, And then potentially, if anyone you know or as close to you get sick, or if you get sick, then that is another way that this could impact you. So let's talk a little bit about just the stress and of being cooped up with other people. More than anything, I think our mantra today should be to be kind and generous with each other, to be compassionate and understanding. So if you find that someone else is getting snippy with you, um, to remind yourself that they are probably going through some stress right now and to not take it personally as much as possible. And if you yourself are feeling irritable or challenged by something that someone else is doing, then you might even speak it out loud just like, hey, I just want you to know that I'm really stressed or I'm exhausted or um, this is really challenging for me. And uh, so I know I'm being unpleasant or I know I'm being argumentative or um, I know I'm snapping back at you and I just want you to know that it's not personal. It's, It's what's happening with me. So as much as you can take responsibility for your state of mind and state of heart and state of being with the other people around you, That is one way to really help them feel connected to you and to your experience. And you might check in with the others too, like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's been five minutes since we've talked to each other. (laughs) Can I just check in with you and see how you are? And if you are with loved ones and relatively safe and isolated, then, and you've washed your hands, then it's probably totally fine for you to give each other back rubs and to, um, or foot rubs and to um, be loving with each other as much as you can. And if you've been going through a challenging time in your relationship, then this could be extra stressful for you. Um, that seems obvious to me, right? Um, Now, there are those miraculous moments where times get tough and we band together and it helps us get past things that seemed like a big deal, but when it comes right down to it, you realize that it's not such a big deal. So potentially there are those kinds of things that are going on in your relationship that are creating challenge and this helps you kind of put everything in perspective. 
That could be a good thing. And this could also exacerbate things. So I invite you to just, one, to acknowledge that that is a possibility, if that is something that you're going through, to recognize like, okay, things have been challenging. It might get more challenging. And then you can develop a strategy for yourself, a plan around how to best safeguard yourself from it getting more challenging. So if there are things that you know are particular triggers for you with this other person or ways that you trigger them, then you might take special care to not trigger the other person and to create safe boundaries around yourself to keep your tender spots from being poked at and triggered as well. You might also, with your significant other, say something like, hey, um, let's just acknowledge that things have been challenging between us and maybe we could agree to just put all of that aside right now and just band together for this for what's happening in our world right now. It's another possibility. Generally, the best thing is for you to be open about your experience and what concerns you. In fact, you might even say something to your partner like, hey, things have been tough with us recently. I'm a little nervous about us being in the same space a lot because of what's going on in the world. Are, there th are you nervous about that? Are there things you think that we could do to help keep things light and uh, spacious with us, to help us um, stay positive through all of this and not make things worse? If you can enlist the other person and speak to the truth of what is, then that also increases your chances of getting through with flying colors. And I encourage you to do that as well. And in the end, if you need to, I encourage you to take space. And this can be a very useful strategy for everyone who is sharing space together, um, if you are sharing space, um, to work out a system for when anyone can say, hey, I need a timeout for myself. And where that timeout and space is granted so that um, you or the other person can have some moments alone to recharge. And uh, so, yeah, and I encourage you to work those things out ahead of time, if possible, so that you're, you're heading it off of the past and you're being proactive. And that way those conversations will have happened so that you can make space for other more important conversations that may come up during all of this time. Now, if you are single or solo, let's, let's move along, I guess. And of course, if you have specific questions around this stuff, you can always record yourself asking the question and send it to me. The email address is questions at relationshipalive.com. I'm happy to receive and answer your questions um, publicly so that... Um, I can, of course, keep you anonymous, but so other people can benefit from the questions that you have. 
So if you're single or solo or dating, like what do you do in your circumstances? Well, here are a few things that come to mind. The first is um, that there's potential for you to be extremely isolated. And that isn't necessarily healthy either. I mean, being completely isolated will theoretically prevent you from getting the coronavirus. Um, but it might be really psychologically challenging to be that isolated. So this is a time where I would encourage you to find ways to stay connected. Um, there are great free ways to, um, you know, drive your car on, but there, what I really mean is there are great free ways that you can stay connected with other people. If you have internet access or a phone, um, you can do um, Google Hangouts or FaceTime or um, Skype calls. I really love the video conferencing technologies. In fact, um, most of my clients that I see, and I see clients all over the world, we do that using Zoom or Skype. And I'm so used to it now that it really feels as though we are in the same room with each other. And so I encourage you to reach out to other people to not just get isolated in your, um, in your home, um, but to find ways to reach out and connect using technology, um, using whatever technology is available to you. And, um, you know, if you don't have a phone and you don't have a computer, then of course I'm wondering how you're listening to this podcast, but you could always sit on your stoop outside and, um, you know, if you're out in the fresh air, the odds are pretty good that you're not going to catch coronavirus and that someone walking by would not catch it from you or give it to you. And you could just say hello to people who are walking by and just, um, be friendly and just ask people how they're doing and, you can point out like, I don't want, I don't want to shake your hand or give you a hug, but I just wanted to check in with people in the world and see how you are doing. And you may be surprised. You might make someone's day by simply saying, Hey, how are you? This is all pretty weird, isn't it? That we're going through. Cause most of us have never had to go through something like this in, in our lives. Um, not all of us. So if you have gone through this, perhaps you even have expertise that you can lend to those of us who, for whom this is new and scary and confusing. Um, this is a good time for you to speak up and lend your expertise to the occasion. So that's combating social isolation. Um, even though we want to be doing social distancing in order to um, flatten the curve. Now, what about actual dating? Like, could you, could you or should you be going out on dates in the current climate? You know, I'm inclined to say probably not, right? Um, at least not until we really have a better sense of what is happening and really how the how um, coronavirus spreads and we have consistent testing so that we really know for sure whether or not we are a carrier or someone else that we are going out on a date with is a carrier it's not too unlike the conversations that you need to have around 
STDs, you know, and before you have sex with someone, hopefully you are having a conversation that goes over your risk factors. Have you been tested? Um, have you had anything before? Um, when was the last time you were tested? Have you had any risky behaviors? Um, you know, so when you go out on a date with someone, they say, oh, well, I went to the whatever concert last night. Well, that might be a risk factor. So the beautiful thing about this is that whatever you're doing to date, and I'm assuming that you're using technology of some sort at this point, because it's almost unavoidable in the modern dating landscape, then this becomes a great way to slow things down and really get to know other people. So um, spending a little bit more time with your texting or chatting back and forth, your IMing, um, having a virtual date. So um, you can use FaceTime and make yourself a cup of tea and have the other person make themselves a cup of tea and you can sit down and sip tea and get to know each other just as if you were there in the coffee shop. And one thing that's especially interesting about this is um, with practice, you can learn to really tune in to the other person even though you're not there in the same space with them you can really tune in and get a sense for who they are as a person and on top of that even if you're not there in person with each other think of all the times that when you've been in relationship if you have been in relationship how important it is to be able to communicate when you're not together so whether that be through texting or talking on the phone um, or Skyping or whatever, um, it's actually helpful to know that that's a medium that you can operate in with your potential partner. And what better way to know than by actually doing it and doing it a lot and getting some good practice at it. So you may be having a little less sex than you're used to if you're um, a single person and you're out and about. Um, but I think that overall that is probably worth it for your safety and your prospective partner's safety, unless you are absolutely positively sure that neither of you is at risk, in which case meet up and have fun. But I do encourage you to take advantage of the virtual spaces and to take some risks around talking or hopping on a video call of some sort so that you can get to know someone more deeply um, without necessarily having to do it face to face, either at the coffee shop or in the bedroom. There will be time for that, for sure. And no matter what, taking the time to really get to know a person will help you make better choices than if you're going by chemistry alone. Because when you meet up with someone and it feels really good and you connect with them right away, that doesn't always go so well because you may not have done the due diligence required to ensure that someone is actually a, an appropriate partner for you. And gauging whether or not someone is appropriate for you to be dating is uh, usually a much longer process that involves finding out a lot more about who they are and how they respond to you and how you respond to them. And when you have all that dopamine and oxytocin flowing because you're just like 
going to town in the bedroom, then it can seriously cloud your perception and your judgment. So this is going to be a boon. I, I predict that there are going to be all kinds of really strong relationships that emerge from this period of time when we were forced to spend a little bit more time apart and get to know each other a little better. So those, as always, I mean, I could talk about this for a long, long time, but I hope that whether you're single or in a relationship or just thinking about how to maintain your own self-care during this time that you've found something valuable in today's episode. And uh, one thing you might want to do is catch up on other podcast episodes or do some reading. And next week, we're going to have a really fun interview with someone who's an old friend of mine, actually, who is a romance author. We're going to talk about what we can learn from romance novels about love and relationships and desire. And it may not surprise you to know that we can learn an awful lot. So we have that conversation coming up next week with Mara Wells. In the meantime, I am sending so much love and care and courage and calmness and health your way. And just know that I am thinking of you and um, that we will all get through this. We will. And uh, I'm here for you. So thank you for spending this time with me today. Uh, And I look forward to being with you again next week. Take care and be safe.